Anyway, you ready? Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Cooley, and with me is my co-host, Sarah Whitman. All righty. Today, we are talking about The Legend of Korra. Of course, we are on book four, and we are talking about episodes three, The Coronation, and episode four, The Calling. Very exciting. Yes. All right, so let's get started with the coronation. This is something that's kind of been looming over us. Yes. Um, and we're, we're finally going to get to it. We're going to see what this coronation is all about. And not to be confused with Cora Nation, which is the Tumblr and the Facebook page of uh, for Cora fans that I am a part of. Oh, uh, I thought you just made that up. No, no, no there is. There's a pic- they have a blog and they're doing, uh, there's a picture of me on that blog somewhere. Fun fact. Good for it. you. Anyway, so um, this is the um, so we're in Republic City for a lot of this episode, mm-hmm. and we are getting ready for the the coronation. Of course, as Prince Wu is going to be crowned king of the Earth Kingdom. Is he? Is he? I don't know. It sounds like people may not be too happy about that. King, Prince Wu doesn't seem to have a lot of fans. God, I keep thinking. I just feel like going back and thinking, and I'm just like keep thinking about stuff. <laughs> thinking no i mean we gotta keep going before i like state my facts okay okay so um so Wu starts off and he he's talking about everything that he wants at the coronation he wants a big show he wants like all he wants like a bunch of dancing badger moles and it's gonna be like a six hour show and it's gonna be like nothing nothing mako's ever seen before and of course mako doesn't really care and mako's more concerned with um how are you going to actually like rule the earth kingdom because you can't just like you know if you're gonna be a leader you have to like lead well apparently he's just gonna be a figurehead yeah so he's like he's like he's gonna have advisors and ministers for that he doesn't have to worry about like the complexities of uh you know ruling a nation and i'm like i hate you (laughs) so as as Wu goes off on his tangent of how he thinks uh you know everything should go um mako asks raiko who shows up and starts talking and he's like hey do you think uh you know this is a good idea to leave the earth kingdom in, in this guy's hands and the president is says basically they're going to send him away with um some very very smart people who are going to basically take care of it of him and so we're like okay this guy's going to be a figurehead yeah basically um and so tenzin comes and they start talking about about the the kind of the status of the the earth kingdom T- tenzin's like hey kubiri like you know she's doing this thing but she's gathering military forces you know she's not ready to give it back and Raiko's like no 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 like she gave me her word she knows this is only temporary and that we're going to change, you know, the power back to this guy. So apparently the plan was yeah. that Kubera said, hey, I will get everything back together and united for this king. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, cool. And then they realized what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But Sue kind of knew what she was doing already. Yeah. And said, I don't want to do that. And then mm-hmm. her son went and then her son went along with her. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is that the... Thing we're going with, a, yeah. I know that Raiko is an idiot, but that's besides the point. Yeah, well, <laughs> Raiko is an idiot. So then we go back to the the swamp, and if we recall from last time, uh, our good friend Toph Beifong was at the swamp, and Cora found her, or more Toph found Cora because Cora mm-hmm. is going through some stuff. Um, and so Cora wants to kind of get back. She wants to uh, be able to, you know, be the Avatar again. So she kind of asks uh, Toph for some help and um you know Cora is like hey the world needs me and Toph's like eh, they don't really need you no she says she explains that you know during her time as a cop she kind of learned that uh 
you know, the people change, but the streets stay the same. Like, you know, no matter what you're going to do, the world's always going to be out of balance. So what's the point? Yeah. Um, and then she's like, but please. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, mm-hmm. here's this movie called The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> We're going to play that out. <laughs> I'm going to be the green dude. And you be Mark Hamill, okay? Who's Mark Hamill? <laughs> he sounds a lot like Fire Lord Ozai. He does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great disturbance. Oh, did you see the last Jedi trailer? Uh, no, I don't want to watch the trailers because I just I want to go into the movie like I try not to. I've seen it's like weird, clips like, of it, no, but I don't want to watch. Somebody it. Somebody said it was like super spoily, but it's like one of those things where like they they say stuff, but like you don't exactly know where it's gonna go. Yeah, no, I from like the little bit I've seen, like I couldn't tell what's going on, but I really don't want to like watch it, watch it, because like I just want to like experience the movie for myself, man. So excited! I'm so excited. I really love. I just love me some Star Wars, guys. Mm. Anyway, back to Avatar, uh, the Legend of Korra. Um, back in uh, Republic city um we are in a, a fabulous hotel and where um we start to see people of note wander in like a lot of the world leaders and bolin is there yay so Bo- bolin is very happy to be back in republic city um uh, but while we're there we also he also runs into uh somebody that he knows a former girlfriend perhaps, yay uh eska yay oh, and desna and who are currently their chiefs of the the northern water tribe currently um and you know she compliments his threatening looking girlfriend which is not which is Kubir and he's like no we're not that's that's my boss <laughs> not not my girlfriend <laughs> i missed her yep yep it's nice that they can get along though after all of season two yeah so oh my god we have to talk about this part because this is the funniest thing this is always this moment always gets me when the uh the hotel worker comes over and it's like there seems to be a mistake <laughs> it's, it's like and he says like um the room that you and your brother are in there's only one bed and everyone like that's the moment when everyone watching like has to hold their breath for a second and be like what <laughs> and then she's like no that's how it's supposed to be and then we go what and then it does the sleeps in the tub and then we go Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> but every single time I've seen that or seen that with somebody, everyone always like holds their breath for a second like, Look, what? we're not going to have incest oh. in this show. <laughs> we're just going to have some brutal murders and PTSD. Yeah, that's you know, the fun stuff. The, the, the friendly stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, gets, that scene gets me every time. I always have to point it out. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. And then uh, we see Varric and Julie also approach... And also enter, and we see them, and I just really like Beric and Julie. They're so much fun. They're so. the bestest. How they weren't in much season three, were they? Um, they were. They were only in like the metal clan stuff, so they're only in the Salfu stuff. So not they didn't play like a huge role in the plot, but they were there. That's okay. Yeah, maybe we'll get to see more of them as we go along. I would appreciate that. Probably considering the way you're saying that. Yeah, well, and also with the end of this episode. Um, it kind of implies that we'll see. Probably should be doing because your cat really likes the wire. Are you playing? Aw, <laughs> guys, my, my cat is so cute. I don't know. I don't really want to mess up with the wire though. But this is fun. <laughs> She's so friendly. Oh well. Anyway, um, so and then we see uh, Suyin Beifang enter the hotel, and then she is uh, greeted by uh, her nerd son, who is Batar Junior, and but uh. Now he just wants to go buy a guitar. I mean, there's a point where you, you gotta just cut the junior. Um, mother, and I forgot who his voice actor was, but uh, Batar Junior's voice actor is um Todd Habercorn. So 
Don't know who that is. He he's um he voices he's in a lot of a uh, Funimation anime. So he's does a lot of uh, anime dubbing. Basically, that's what I know him from probably video games too, but I mostly know him from his anime stuff. All right. So not that you would know Dare, because nope. Dare's never seen an anime in her life. I saw Princess Mononoke. <laughs> that's about it. Um, yeah, so Suyin's not too happy. Obviously, we talked a little bit about this before, but, uh, you know, with what Kubira is doing, because she seems, you know, more like a dictator than, like, an actual person who's trying to help people. I mean, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Also, think about this, because this is where um, Batar basically tells, like, his mother that they're engaged or, like, yeah. seemingly her. I yeah. need to know how that relationship happened. Honestly, she seems too good for him. Honestly. He seems kind of like a nerd. Maybe like she a, likes not nerd. Like a nice nerd, just like a loser nerd. No, he seems like really smart though. I think she's doing it for the name. He's a Beifong. She wants to get in with them Beifongs. Oh, that make, oh that's. Uh, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I'm not saying that there isn't any romance. I'm just saying that's my theory. Yeah, because they don't even show like any bit of like romance towards each other. Yeah. Wait, what if he's in on it too though? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but that. Uh, but speaking of family, but Hart is also like, yeah, like you know, she's going. We're we're getting married, so now she's going to be an official member of our family. And, and she's like, like oh, okay, uh, whatever. And so then we get the the little exchange between Wu and Kuvira, where Wu is just a terrible person and is like, oh, you're kind of easy on the eyes. Maybe I can get you upgraded to a suite. And I'm just like, don't. And then Kuvira is like, mm, no, nah, just kick you out of your suite. Actually, fun fact. How yeah. did she do that? She pulls some strings. I guess people like her more. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if people realize that, why didn't they, like, you know, do anything about it? Mm -hmm. Nobody did anything and, like, thought, like, oh, she's just, like, doing this. No, people clearly like her better than this king guy. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you, like, try to stop her? You idiots. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason behind this? I need to know. Yeah. If there's a reason, then fine. (laughs) Like, maybe you thought, oh, she's doing a good job and blah, 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 blah. I think people think she's doing a good job. But turns out that she's, uh... No, but it was. This wasn't like a big secret though that she was like kind of like using military force. Yeah, this wasn't a big secret. Like people knew that she was doing this, right? Um, yeah, I think it's it's all about press coverage. So I guess it depends on how it's reported. Because it could be reported as like a scary lady with big military is taking over things, or it can be reported somebody's finally stepping up and helping people. So it's all about interpretation. Mm. Okay, which is. A big thing here, because the people see it as like, oh my god, somebody's finally helping us. Like, we're in trouble, somebody's finally helping us. And the leaders see it as somebody's coming here and they're grabbing as much power as they can get. Oh, you have a good... That totally just makes everything make sense now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, literally, yeah, the leaders see it, but then the people see it as like, no, she's just helping us out. Yeah, it's... And it's like, they probably don't realize that, like, if, like, the governor doesn't agree to this, then they're then she's not going to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's easy to see, like, to look at something and go, like, oh, this person is a good person because all they want is power. But if you're on the ground and somebody's giving you help, does it matter? Oh, my God, this just made so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I was worried we were going to season two territory, but we're not. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Continue. It makes sense now, right? Oh, yeah. That way? Well, yeah. It's all about perspective. Um, and so, and then the next day, we kind of, uh, they're still more preparing for the coronation. Um, and... We see that the uh, the world cabinet only consists of like three people, and was like, "Is that all there is?" And then they kind of say that you know a lot of stuff was lost when uh, the Earth Queen was assassinated. There's a lot of looting. Like, there's really not you know a lot of money going around. You don't even have like all the the royal finery, no like jewelry or anything. Mm-hmm. All that's left is a single earring that they use as a brooch. <laughs> there's no crown, nothing, and uh, 
you know, and so this this kind of six hour ceremony that we was hoping for isn't going to happen. So they don't they don't have the funds for that. They don't have the resources. So he's not very happy. No, nope. he's a spoiled brat. Nope. Well, yes, he is a spoiled brat. Uh, back in the swamp, we see a, a sparring match between Cora and Toph, which is great because Toph sees every single move coming. Well, sees every single move coming. <laughs> Whatever. And, you know, she she's so good at sensing things that, and, you know, this is, I mean, this is Toph, like, what, like 70 years in the future than yeah. what we've seen before. So, yeah, you know, she's had time to figure it out. So, like, her senses are on point. Remember, do. There is no try. Do or do not. There is no, I forgot There's about no the part. Do or do not. It's been a while since I've seen The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. I know. It's a really good movie. So, yeah. And Toph is, you know, explains that Cora's wrong by saying that she's, you know, she's thinking too much and she's overthinking it. And, um, you know, Toph talks about, like, how she basically, she's so connected with everything that she can basically see everything. Like, she knows what's going on even with her daughters who are, like, half a world away. Because, God, she's tough. And she's amazing. She's and she doesn't do anything about it if she thinks her daughter is screwing up. Because <laughs> it feels like she thinks that her kids are screw-ups, which kind of bothers me. Yeah. I, I love, like, Toph has the most questionable parenting. <laughs> like, of, like, one of the most, like... Like, um, we said Aang had questionable parenting. Like, it seems like oh, Toph's worse. Yeah, to, like, he doesn't even compare to Toph. <laughs> Probably did not do a great job. Well, no, her t- kids turned out, you know, okay. But, you know, she didn't really help in a lot of aspects. Well, one became the chief of Republic City. Because, because, Republic she was, City. because she was trying to follow in her mother's footsteps. And the other one ruled an entire city. Yeah, because uh, she, cause they both... Well, they both say in the last season that they're both trying to get their mother's attention in, like, different ways. One, like, acted out and the other, like, tried to follow in her footsteps. Yeah, but it just seems like Toph isn't really proud of her kids. Like, even, like the one part where she, like... Oh, this might be the next episode that I bring... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's get to that point when we get to that, because I think that's an interesting point to make. Yeah. Um. So back in Republic City, the the coronation has started, and they, they pin the royal brooch. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and, like, yeah, that's that. the response from the crowd is, like, a very light, like, golf clap. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're seeing all, all the right. people there. There's a lot of people there. Uh, a lot of, All the world leaders are there. We have Tanrak from the South the Southern Water Tribe. We have uh, Dezen and Eska from the Northern Water Tribe. We have Tenzin, who represents the Air Nation. Um, Kuvira is there, I guess, as the temporary head of the Earth Kingdom. And we have um, Raiko there, and we all we have Zuko's there, and we also get to see his daughter, Izumi, for the first time. Ooh, she's pretty. Yeah, she's so pretty. Yeah. Aw, oh, I'm just glad I got to see her. Did she, did she get like, to talk? Does she? <laughs> <laughs> does she talk in this whole show? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Also, why is Zuko there? He's not technically, isn't he retired? Yeah, but he's still like a world leader, kind of. I think he's very representative of things. Wait, now, now I'm like freaking out. I'm like, does, does Zumi talk in this whole show? <laughs> she might not have enough honor. Oh, yeah, no, no, she does. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I think there's a scene where, like, does he? Does she talk with her son? Maybe. Oh yeah, she's only she only talks in one episode. Okay. Does she talk to her son? I may just want Dante Bosco back. <laughs> I miss him. Don't we all? We all miss Dante Bosco. Oh, okay. Zumi's voiced by the. Okay. We'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. <laughs> but like, I like how I was just like, oh, "Hi guys, I've seen this show before, and I so I forgot so you said much." It's been, have you not watched it since it ended? Uh, I haven't watched a lot of book four, I think, since 
Which is weird, considering you have all the episodes legally. I totally legally and not download it from questionable sources. Anyway, uh, well, no, I think it's the first the first half of book four I watched a couple times. Um, but then I think I just saw the latter half of book four as it came out. I didn't get to watch it with anybody. But I've seen the last episode a few times. Okay. That's a lie. I've seen the last like 10 minutes about time. Anyway. Um, so back at the coronation, um, everyone's there. And it's kind of, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty quiet. So uh, Wu is giving his speech and he says, oh, I'd like to, to thank um, Kuvira, you know, who has done such a good job of, you know, keeping mm-hmm. things together for the past three years. And so he awards her the Kiyoshi Medal of Freedom. Um, for her service to the kingdom. And then she asks, she's like, hey, can I say a little something, something? He's like, ah, sure. And I'm like, no! And we're like, oh no, this is not going to turn out well. Um, and so Kuvira, you know, does a whole speech and she honors uh, Suyin Beifong for um, uh, for giving them the idea that uh, monarchy is, you know, not the in thing anymore. Like, it's just a done deal. Like, monarchy's dumb. You know, they, there's... Who needs, like, one family having all the power? Um, anyway, do we know where this is going? <laughs> I don't believe in queens or kings. Yep. I remember who said that before. Uh, yeah. I'm sticking to my theory. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, so Kuvira says that, you know, she's not going to hand over, you know, this power that she's gotten over to, you know, some some dude only just to have the whole country fall apart again. So she is going to uh, name herself the new ruler of the Earth Kingdom. And it's not going to be a kingdom anymore because monarchies are dumb. It's going to be an empire, which is somehow That's better. That's the same thing! It's really not that much different. Kuvira, please. Please, Kuvira. Please. Stop being an idiot. Anyway, so is she an idiot or is it just her evil mastermind plan all along? <laughs> so, but hey, people love this idea. People are getting up there applauding. They're well, because like, yeah. she's actually, unlike this King Wu guy. Yeah, she's done shit. She's actually done shit. It might not have. Been, it might have been done questionably. Yeah, but she's done it. She's gotten things done. Like if some, if people agree to just like surrender all their power to her, she'll give them the, what what they need. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, it's not fine. It's not fine at all. No. Kuvira, what are you doing, girl? We Come need a, we do need a lady villain though sometimes, mm-hmm. and I do kind of like it's not just I, I, what are lady villains usually interested in. I guess power is one of them. Power, 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 or their looks. Yeah, uh, I need to be beautiful. So she seems okay with her looks though. So almost, and like, well, she's very pretty. When it comes so. to power, men also want power, so I think it's okay. Yeah. So nope, she's no, she's a good antagonist. I think. Ooh, Kuvira. Anyway, so after the ceremony, um, we see we see Bolin, and he's you know he seems kind of unsure. Well, that's the point. I think he's more concerned about the fact that she made a threat, saying like, if anybody disagrees with me, crush. Yeah, she said she threatened to crush people, and Bolin's like, hey, uh, I think people are pretty against all like the world leaders are all against it. That's her. That's his thing. Like, yeah. Do we want the whole world to be against us? Um, and it's not. It, technically, like it's not the whole world. Like you said, it's not the whole world. It's just the leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Varric tries to, like, brush him off, saying, no, it's fine. Like, there's nothing that anyone can do to us. And um, so, oh, and this is interesting. Uh, Julie comes in, and they have a, a giant piece of spirit vine that... Um, yeah, what's going on? Something's going on with some spirit vines, and we don't know, because they leave swiftly after. They're like, oh, man, let's go stabilize the spirit vine. We don't know what that means. Yeah. Eh. Anyway. <laughs> ah. 
once Beric leaves, uh, Kuvira comes in and they start talking and she's, you know, she tries to like, be like, Hey, yeah. Like, yeah. Reassure him that everything's okay. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to crush people. Like I don't want that. The fighting's the last thing I want. It's really, that's the last thing I want. It's probably more like the third thing that you want. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's more up there than you are giving yourself credit for. Um, I feel like she probably just like doesn't want to rule just like the Earth mm-hmm. Empire, whatever. She wants to rule everything. I mean, like, yeah, Kuvir, yeah. Um, you know, and she tries to be like, I'm not going to crush anyone. Like that was it was some it was, some, it was tough rhetoric. Yes, that's the word she uses, I think. Um, but then Suyin comes in and is like, Yo, we need to talk, like now, like now. And so Belinda shuffles out, and then they start talking about. Um, just stuff we've talked about before, like, Suyin is like, ah, no, no, you're gonna be a dictator. Like, this is, this is a dictator, and Kuvira's like, nah, nah, she's like, I'm actually helping, unlike you, who didn't want to help at all, when the Earth Kingdom fell, and Suyin's like, ah, no, I just didn't want to, like, be a dictator, and- But did she, like, not do anything? Because that seems questionable. Yeah, well, I think Kuvira paints it as that- so like the Earth King was falling apart, and so you wanted to um, stay out of it. So you wanted to just like stay with the Metal Clan. Metal Clan do it, does its own thing. Everyone else kind of has to fend for themselves. That's kind of how Kavira points it, and Kavira's like, no, that's that's it's our job to um or it's our responsibility to make sure things are okay, which is why she did what she did. Um, Suyin sees it as anyone who stepped up during that time is basically just wants all they want is power, and they want to be able to control the Earth Kingdom. So. But that seems that actually also seems questionable. Yeah, it's both sides. What you gotta find the balance between them. This is hashtag book four balance. So, so it's kind of just like, oh, like if you don't do anything, then if you don't do anything, then you're a weak, mm-hmm. you know, like stupid person who just like only cares about themselves. And then yeah. if you do want something, all you want is power. Right. Somebody needs. So we got. God, it's making more sense the more we talk about it. Yes, I know. This is why we have these discussions, guys. And if you don't listen to them, you're really missing out. But if you're not listening to them, also you're not listening to this. So, <sighs> just post it on Twitter. <laughs> just <laughs> my long Twitter rant. Let's see if we can get in on those two. Well, isn't Twitter characters. putting out? You can have more characters now. Yeah, some people like some people have the capability to go up to 280 characters. No, no, they said they said they're going to let you do more now, like on everybody. Yeah, I think they were playing with it. I I don't think we have it yet. Hold on, now I have to go. Now I got to go onto my Twitter and check this at Witty Clothes or whatever Kalen's is. Mine is at Hello Kalen here. If you want to follow me, but also I retweet all of the Witty Clothes stuff too. So just find me that. Is that way. like Hello Kitty? No, mine is no. It's um, it's from the Avatar episode of uh the western air temple where zuko is trying to be friends with the gang and so like when he's trying to practice his speech he goes hello zuko here and so that's where i got that from <laughs> avatar is my favorite show i don't even know where, where we were right now uh the the balance discussion with and then balance yeah we need balance and uh back into then we go back to um Wu and his junior suite and mako's just um packing his he's excited clothes. mako's ready to not have to deal with this guy anymore. So true. <laughs> uh, but somebody comes up to the door and it happens to be Bolin. So uh, Bolin and Mako start talking, and Bo- and Mako's like, "Hey, that means this means you're not gonna like work for Kavir anymore, right?" Because like she's like, mm, "Nope, she's not, not okay, not okay in the head, not." And Bolin's like, "But well," and 
But Bolin tries to paint it as that. He's like, no, but like, I'm actually helping people. Like, you know, Kuyura might be doing some questionable stuff, but at the end of the day, people are still getting the help that they need. Uh, and Maka's like, no, it's still like, you're still kind of a dictator. But they are helping people. Ah. I know. I know. It's not black or white, which makes this so good. You know what I also like? I think, like, for a second I thought they were, like, retracting Bolin a bit. Mm -hmm. He's being kind of, like, an idiot. Yeah. But that is kind of, like, you, but, like, unlike season two. Yeah. You understand why he's, like, kind of sticking with this. Because, like, he know he's seen, like, being helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think he just sees, I think he sees that because he's, like, at the front. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, like, and nobody else is seeing this. So he just sees pretty much all the help. Right. Like, he's never been there for the negotiations, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, he's seeing one side, mm-hmm. and they're seeing the other side, basically. Right. Yeah. So, we just need everybody's both sides. Probably also, like, tell Kuvera, like, hey, like, this isn't 100% how you do it. Like, why don't we, like, figure this out? Mm-hmm. That way, everything, like, as long, if we all just, like, talk to each other, <laughs> we'll all be okay. <laughs> Silly Dara thinks we can just talk to each other, then fix our problems that way. We do that. Silly. Oh, yeah. It's, it is possible. The more you know. Where's Asami in all this? Yeah, where's Asami? I get why she wasn't in the the fourth episode, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Although well. Asami could have gone with them. Why didn't Asami? Guys, I just really love Asami, and I miss her, and she's the love of my life anyway. So uh, Mako and Belen get into a disagreement, and Belen storms off because he's like, at least I'm not uh, you know, a glorified butler for... You know, that guy. And I'm like, how dare you? He's not a glorified butler. He's a glorified bodyguard. Yeah. And um, and he's unhappy with it, too. <laughs> so Mako gets kind of uh, bummed about that and goes back in. He's like, why don't we just go shopping? Why don't we just do some retail therapy here? Uh, and so it's like, okay, yeah, great. Now we go back to characters that actually matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so we're back to uh, Court and Toph. You know, Toph's having a great time here. She's basically been just like throwing Cora around all day. Yeah. And kicking her butt. Yeah. You know, Toph is like, imagine what I would have been in my prime. I would have destroyed you. And I'm like, I love you so much, you cranky old lady. Um, you know, and Cora's kind of bummed that, you know, she can't, you know, she she's not really at the part that she used to be. She's still kind of, you know, being really slow and she can't get back in the groove and you know Toph's like well maybe it's because you got all that metal still in your body and we're like oh yeah I I have feelings yeah share about this feelings. share share with me your well it's like the point where like and this is also bringing up like Toph the fact that she says like what I thought Sue got it all out and then Toph's like my kid like they like my girls never really got the metal or anything and I'm like that's a horrible thing what oh yeah 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 yeah. so yeah because Cora's like I thought Suyin got all of the yeah the metal out because you know she bent all the metal out and like yeah Toph's like oh my girls never really got metal bending anyway and I'm like can't you be proud of your kids like they've done great work the Bayfong girls are some of the best metal benders in the world and yeah. Toph's like yeah they didn't really get it <laughs> I know you invented it but come on oh my god parent of the year of n- no year no Toph was never parent of the year and then my thing with the metal still in her that feels like a bit ex machina and kind of like messes with the ptsd thing you think a bit okay because it's just like it's not then it's because like i guess like you could say like the metal might be messing with her mind a bit 
mm-hmm. which actually kind of makes sense. But like it would have, I think it would have been more interesting if it was like just like it's all right. in her head. Yeah. So you, you think it kind of takes away from the fact that uh, Cora needs to really look within. Not like horribly. Yeah. But a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And it kind of like, I think they just want to do it so that they could like wrap up. Yeah, thing it, it, and makes get it, it, it makes it easier to, you know, wrap it up with take metal metalometer instead of like, please go to years of therapy after this. <laughs> makes it easy. <laughs> go to therapy. This has been a message from First Reaction Fan Reaction. So, yeah. So it kind of it makes it sound like it's pretty easy. Yeah. It, yeah. But but even then, um, you know, Toph offers to 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 get the metal out. Um, but when she does, Cora is still kind of hit with those intense uh, flashbacks and you know those feelings so she can't so in order to get the metal out of her she still has to be able to overcome it mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. um so back in republic city i almost said bossing say for some reason i don't know why we're going a little bossing oh, we're going a little bossing say which is really cute it has like little rings in it and stuff and it's like oh let's let's totally trivialize uh this socioeconomic inequities well that's that. isn't what we do bossing say oh we do that too that's anyway, let's just say this. Like, I don't really care about the section. Yeah. They're at Mako and we were at the mall. Mako could not give it any less of a shit. Yeah, true. They're selling, uh, let's say, I've that her name. Kuvira. Kuvira stuff. They run. Uh, Wu's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> There's like a budding friendship coming along. I feel like a little bit. Yeah. Because I think Mako kind of feels bad. Mm-hmm. The end. The end. That, I couldn't say it any better myself. Yeah, nothing really happened there. No, it's just like, okay. Yeah, well, Mako is like, you know, Mako basically tells Wu to get his shit together. And Wu's like, oh shit, maybe I do gotta get my shit together. You do! Yeah, I feel do. like if he gets his shit he together, really he might be a decent character. He probably could. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. Um, So, back in this ramp. Uh, oh no, we already talked about this part. Yep, this involves a lot of flashbacks. So, oh, um, back at the the Air Temple, we go back to Air Temple Island, and Tenzin says that, hey, yo, we got to go find Korra. Yeah. Like, we can't, like, stuff's going down. We got to have the Avatar here. And so... Uh, yeah, what's Kuvira going to do when the Avatar comes back? I'm kind of curious now. Hmm. We'll see. We'll have to see. So uh, Milo, Iki, and Janora agree to go on a mission to get the Avatar back. And the episode closes on um, the, the plant thing. Yeah, the train and um, Varric and Julie are doing tests on this spirit vine thing. So uh, Kavir, oh no, Varric is there and he says, um, it's going to change everything. We don't know what this is. We don't know what it's going to do. But the spirit vine. I'm, cu- I'm curious. Something. There's science involved. I am curious. Science. Yes. So and that's the coronation. What do you think of the coronation? It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Like the core stuff was the most interesting. Yeah. And the stuff I liked. And uh, the stuff with Kavira seems interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And like I was kind of like weird, like annoyed by it. But like honestly talking it over, it makes so much, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. If you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. And like if these people just like talked, I think hopefully once Cora gets there, they'll just like, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. Although, granted, like, Korra's, like, gonna get back there now. We still got, like, after, like, well, I mean, we'll get into episode four, but then there's just, like, like, eight episodes left plus the clip show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what you told me. Yeah. Oh, clip show. <laughs> we're gonna get to that episode. It's, uh, it's a fun. clip show, the end. It's a clip show, the end. We're still, we're still gonna watch it, though. We're not gonna skip over it. 
What, um, is there a plot point that happens? No, there's just stuff I there's there's little things in it I like. Anyway. Um yeah. So this episode I what do I like about this episode? Um I just like seeing all the world leaders get together. They're fun. Some of those exchanges between mm-hmm. um, you know, Eskin and Boleyn and stuff is fun and then getting to see um uh, we, we we do learn a lot more, not a lot more, but we do learn more about kind of the relationship between um, Kuvir and Suyin a bit more. So that's good to see. Like, what was her, like, because she was raised there, like, does she, like, yeah. have parents or, like, was Sue kind of like her mother? Um, we kind of, I think Sue is kind of like a, a maternal figure to her. So it is so kind of So we don't like know her. if she has parents. Mm. We don't know if they were locked up for 13 years, maybe. <laughs> I have theories. <laughs> ah, too funny. Maybe. Come on, what's the best way to bring the world to balance using chaos by ruling over everything and then just, like, destroying it? Mm-hmm. It's like that one game where you have to do that, I think. Risk? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I've never played Risk. Neither have I. I don't know games, guys. Yeah, not to say about this episode, I feel like. Not really. I mean, it was just kind of, like, it wasn't really filler, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that interesting. Yeah, well, some important stuff happened because, like, Kuvira, you know, basically is like, oh, hell no, we ain't giving power back. And so people are like, oh, shit, that's a thing now. Oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking about episode four, The Calling. Stay tuned. Woo! All right, welcome back. Now we're going to talk about episode four of season four, The Calling. Who's calling? Ring, ring, hello. It's Destiny. Pick up. Um, no, nobody's calling me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not getting a calling. Anyway, so we are on Air Temple Island as our lovely air children prepare to go on a dangerous journey to find... Avatar Korra. Woo! Or maybe it's not so dangerous. They're going to go on Pepper, who is... Yeah, it doesn't seem like a super dangerous mission. Like, yeah, they just have to find her. Like, they got a bison, they got food. Mm-hmm. Even though Milo's are like, we're going to live off the land. And I'm like, Milo, mm-hmm. honey, mm-hmm. it's fine if you want to live off the land, but if somebody's offering you food... You, you take it. You take the food. That's, that's a life lesson. If somebody's offering you food, you should take it. Yeah. Um... Especially with your mother, because she's a good cook. Ah, Pema is such a good mom. Yeah, where's the, what's, I don't even know, what's the baby's name anyway? Rohan. Rohan. I don't know what he's doing. He's just a little baby. He's like three. Yeah, he's a little baby. But he's not doing much. Is he an airbender? I don't think we even know. Will we ever find out? Who knows? Who cares? Aw. They got three airbenders, it's fine. It's, they got a whole population of uh, airbenders now. We good. And they can reproduce. Yes, they can. Especially Bopal if they get their shit together. Mm. They got to get that together. Although first. they might end up with earthbenders too. Uh, and lava benders. Ooh. Lava baby. And maybe firebenders, considering the lineage. Oh, yeah. Just not any waterbenders. Oh, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of options here. <laughs> also, also metal benders, because technically with uh, Opal's family. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> the whole array Anything of Anything but water. 
<laughs> Turns out all their kids are non-benders. <laughs> That'd be funny, like, if they ended up, like, staying together and they had a kid and, like, it was a firebender and then Boatlink is, like, curious. And then Malcolm's like, dude, like, <laughs> it, it's, it, does, it makes sense, like, with our genetics. I did not fuck your wife. This is not my I mean, child. Guys, I really want a comic about that now. We're both <laughs> guys, please write this comic where Bolin has, like, a moment where he's like, wait, what? Or like Bolin's But then he sees it through his child's eyes and it's got his, and it's got his eyes and he's just like, aw, aw, aw. But we're making the best dad. Guys. So would Sokka. Such a good dad. So would Sokka. So I'm never Sokka. letting this go ever. We're, we're never going to stop talking about Sokka, guys, and I hope you respect that. Um, Listen, creators, please. Just more Sokka. Just let us know if he, like, was, like, a nice guy or something happened. I mean, he was a councilman. That's about all we know. He had a one-night stand with Toph. I mean, we know it happened. We know it happened. I know it happened. I know it happened. <laughs> anyway. Go. Anyway. So, um, oh yeah, so we are preparing to go, um, to find Cora and Pema asked Tez and she's like, hey, can you just like, should you go with them? They're like little kids. And he, but, uh, apparently Raiko once sent in to stay because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. There's well, what was it? I think, who said it? Like, Iki and Mila said, like, we're like, like Grandpa Ang was our age when he started traveling. And I'm like, I mean, he's probably Iki's age. Yeah. He wasn't Milo's age. Right. Yeah, Milo's a little young, but also Milo is ready. He's he's so ready. He's not ready. Milo's kind of a brat. Oh, he is a brat. He's a total just But he's like, like an eight, he's not like and he's I mean he's an annoying brat, but he's not like just like a he's not like a, a dickbag brat. He's an eight year old brat. Yeah, he's just like he's a little brother. So some he just needs to mature. Uh he's such a little brother. Also but how you come, don't have a little brother, so how you can he understand. grow hair? How come he grew here? Yeah. Just because that's... He wanted to? Yeah, probably just some Well, no, because he was bald for... He was shaved, but I think he just decided to grow it out. All right. Uh, the kids. Or maybe he keeps running away every time they bring the scissors near him. No, but they got him bald at one point. <laughs> that's when he was a little kid, and he probably listened to what his parents said, but now he definitely doesn't. Mm. Um. So what the what their plan is, they're going to kind of fly around, and Janora's going to see if she can um, sense Cora's spiritual energy, because she's really good at that. Um, she's very good at the spirit stuff and meditating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so she's doing that. Milo's doing what? Milo's doing whatever. Yeah, and Iki's just there. Iki's just there, and she's doing her Iki thing. Um, so they go to basically a bunch of different um towns and stuff, trying to find her. Um, oh, we just point out that like Milo's like I'm gonna show them this picture I drew of Cora. Yeah, and it's actually really good. Milo like is a really good artist, and okay. he, yeah, I was he drew just like, like a wonderful picture of Cora. It's actually like genuinely. He's a talented baby. He's a talented boy, mm-hmm. even though he's an annoying little bro. And Janora is trying to meditate, but uh, her siblings keep interrupting her, especially Iki. Like, did you find it? Milo's doing it too, though. Yeah, Milo's definitely doing it too. And so they, you know, they kind of they, you can see this is their kind of a starting. To uh, get annoyed at each other because they're siblings, and that's what siblings do. So <laughs> true. It's <laughs> so true. Um, Especially like the both of us, we are the oldest, and we have younger siblings. It's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and so Miko, uh, Miko, who's Miko? <laughs> what the fuck is Miko? Milo, Milo, Milo. I need to go to bed, everyone. So. Um, Milo goes into town and starts asking people if you've seen Cora. He has an old lady, and she's like, oh, you're so cute. And that doesn't work. 
Um, Milo finds a, like another girl and he's like, like, Are you, can I let you in on a secret? And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a cute little exchange. Um, which is weird considering like I was like so paranoid. I'm like, I do not trust her. She is a spy. <laughs> this little girl selling flowers is a spy. Also, like she looked older than Milo. Yeah, she was taller than him. She looked like 10. Yeah. And then Iki's like, oh, Milo's got a girlfriend. And then they leave. And then oh. you ruined you ruined the chance of the love of my life. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. <laughs> He's such a dork. Um, and so then they they go to another town, which is a small fishing town. Hey, we were there before. And yeah, and so Milo kind of comes across the stand and he sees a picture of Cora. So he says, "Hey guys, I found Cora." Um, but it's not the real Cora; it's just a picture of her. And but they figure out that Cora was there about six months ago. So. Uh, Milo says that he's drummed up a good old-fashioned lead. I mean, it's kind of a lead. Yeah. But, like, she could, but that was six months ago, so she could literally be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go back to the swamp. And, uh... We're in the swamp. You know, Toph is sitting there relaxing, and Cora's like, hey, what, 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 are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? And Toph's like, we're doing this. <laughs> we're just doing this thing. Um, and, you know, Cora keeps, keeps trying to in- engage with Toph, but Toph doesn't really, she doesn't really care. Like, Cora's like, hey, tell me some stories about the good old days. And uh, Toph gives, like, five sentence summaries of, like, old episodes, basically. <laughs> I don't think it's that she doesn't care. It's just, like, that's her teeth. That's, like, the way that she, like, it, she can clearly tell that, like, something is messing with Cora's head. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, like, she needs to, like, do this on her own. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, she's not going to, like, she doesn't really want to listen. She needs to do this on her own. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. Like, Toph's like, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I've done that. It's fine. Yeah. So, Cora gets really antsy, and then Toph kind of sends her off, saying, ah, go get some mushrooms or something. Okay, mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms? We're having a fun night tonight. Mm-hmm. It's party time in the foggy swamp. So, back in the, um, I don't know, with the airbender kids... They, they stop at another place, and we find out that Milo decided to just chuck all the food because they're trying to live off the land. They got to do their own hunting. They got that they're vegetarians. But they, they have – no, Milo. No, if you're given food, you finish the food, and then if you need more food, then you live off the land. Like, Milo is also a brat, like an eight-year-old brat. But, like, why would he throw out the – like, I don't know what eight-year-old brat would throw off the food. Because it's probably just, like – I like. I feel like a, I feel, a fit of uh, self empowerment where he's like, "We don't need this." And sure. I feel like that was like half, not even half the food. Maybe like a quarter of the food, or not? No, no. no like I three mean, quarters. Three yeah. quarters of the food. Yeah. I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. So like, so like, me, like, honey, I'm just like, you probably ate some of the food. You don't want to live off the land. Yep. And so, but Mila's like, ah, oh, no, we're gonna go look for food. And Iki gets really annoyed, and she storms off. And so as she's in the forest, she kind of comes across a sugar glider. Yay! Flying squirrel. Yay! And He's then so they're flying. Cute. Yeah, they become friends, basically. Um, but uh, when Iki kind of crashes somewhere, and as she's kind of talking with the sugar glider, uh, two, shoulder- two soldiers pop up. They are from the Earth Empire. Ooh. Um, yeah, so they, they are under Kubira in some capacity. And they attack her and they capture her. So they take her to their, their headquarters and they, you know, they start talking with her. And she explains that, like, hey, she's there with her siblings. Like, her dad is Tenzin. Um, and they're trying to find the Avatar. And these guys were like, oh, hell yeah. Also, they're very inept. 
Because she clearly shows that she can get out. Yeah, they, they tie her up, but she doesn't need to be tied up. She's just staying there as a formality, which is great. The moment where she like pulls her arms out to like show them something on the map and they don't really care is fantastic. So, um, but they the the Earthbender guys are like, oh wait, yeah, we can just like hop Kabira and be like, hey, we have we have some airbenders here. We have Tenzin's kids. Uh, you might want to talk to them. They're looking for the Avatar. Could be good for us. Um, and so they start trying to. They also find out that we have the food. Oh yeah, they have the food. They found. The food that um, Milo kind of tossed down the river, and so they have that, which is good. Our children will not starve today. Hooray! <laughs> um, so the soldiers kind of start saying, like, hey, where are, your, where are your siblings? And they try to get information out of her, but she's not being very helpful. But she's not being helpful. Be- like, it's the kind of thing, it's like, she doesn't realize like that she's in trouble. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of like, I don't want to see them. They're so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and so they... So the soldiers are, it's pretty funny. Um, so back at the swamp, we have, a, it's a little more serious moment where Cora's walking and she kind of gets some visions. I thought it was going to be an epiphany, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite an epiphany, just some visions. Well, like, it's not, and it's not just the stuff with the here. It's like every time yeah. she's been defeated by a villain. Yeah. So, you know, she comes across uh, Mon, the moment where he took away her bending. That's and, a fun time. And then uh, Unalak or Unabatu or whatever as like, he was like pulling Rava from her, that really gross thing. Uh, and then we see the moment Zaheer uh, and the Red Lotus, po- they poison her. And so, you know, not some uh, not some good stuff. Some stuff that's really drumming up Cora's some bad things. Cora's been through things. a lot. She's been through a lot. In like about a year. Yeah, it's like within a span of a year. She went through a lot. Not a great year. Um, so she, uh, Cora doesn't take this well. She gets kind of stuck where she is. Anyway, so um, back with the Airbender kids. Um, Jin- <laughs> is meditating and then Milo comes back with Pokey and they found some berries. Bad they're, berries. They're not good berries. They're very sick from the berries. Luckily, they didn't like kill them, bad berries. Yeah, just like made them a little... Vomity. Yeah. Yeah, ugh, gross. And so Janor basically asks Iki. Iki is and Milo doesn't said that... Um, and they, so they neither of them know where Iki is so they have to go find her. Because Janora's like, hey, yo, we, we're doing this as a family. We should probably stop doing whatever it is we're doing. Yeah. They ain't found shit. They ain't found shit. So um, back at the outpost, Iki is talking. Um, and the soldiers kind of inform them that... Iki asks them kind of like why they are where they are and why they are alone. And the soldiers explain that, ah, Kavir's taking all of her soldiers to Zalfu, um, because that's kind of the last place that's they have. That's a point! Yeah, that's kind of the, the last bit they have. Um, of the Earth Kingdom, of the, at least. Yeah, of the Earth. They're the, going to take over Earth the other Empire. places. Um, and so, yeah, so once Zalfu is under their control, um, you know, they're going to throw a party because they're going to be 100% complete, which is uh, great. Yep, fantastic. Oh, boy. Ah. Uh, um, so then they talk, start talking about their search for the Avatar, um, and then the soldiers kind of give them um, a hand with that. They they take out the map, and she just takes her arms out and she's just pointing to things on the map. And um, you notice this is a green, giant green area. Yeah, there's there's one there's one giant area where there are no soldiers, because um, soldiers said if the the Avatar is around here, we would have known by now mm-hmm. because there's soldiers everywhere. But the one place they're not is the swamp, because it's the swamp. You don't mm-hmm. want to mess with the swamp. Everybody just stays, stay 
the bug and its swamp. So once we kind of figure out that information, uh, Iki is quote unquote saved by uh, Janor and Milo. Was she really in any danger? Poop. Well, they they thought she was, so they came in and saved her. And she's like, ah, guys, they were my friends. So this is where she gets up. Yeah, she just like stands up from where she was, and they're able to leave. Um, and so they now um, can leave and go to their next location. Well, Iki suggests a swamp. Yeah, he's like, hey, let's go to the swamp because uh, you know it's it's this is the logical choice after I talk to these dudes over here. We should go to the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we start going there, uh, back at the, back at the swamp, um, Toph and Cora are talking and, um, you know, Cora's talking about how the swamp made her see some like crazy visions and stuff. And Toph's like, yeah, yeah, I thought that would happen. (laughs) Uh, and they have a talk. Although what all the villains wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Toph gives like a good talk. You know, kind of explaining that like Amon wanted equality. Yeah, nobody cares what Unalak wanted. Unalak bought back the spirits, and um, Zahir wanted freedom. So they all had good intentions, but they were so out of balance that they just ended up fucking everything up. Hey, Kaylin. Yeah, is that the name of the book? Balance, balance. I think it is. I think that's the name of the season. I wonder so what, why. So what you're saying is, Cord needs to go back. Yes. Find. Sorry, I'm really tired. Kavara. Kavira. Kavira, sorry. Needs to find her and be like, hey, I get what you're doing. I appreciate it. I'm not, you seem like maybe a decent leader. Who knows? If you want to be part of like this group of leaders, mm-hmm. we can all talk about it and get some balance. Yeah, we should all get some balance. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Kavira's going to listen. Mm-hmm. But let's try. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know. You know, uh, Toph thinks that, you know, maybe Cora doesn't want to be healed. Maybe she's she doesn't want to deal with problems because if she deals with the problems, that means she, you know, has the possibility of getting hurt again. And I'm like, you have a good point. Toph is so smart, guys. She grew up. Also, question, did Unalog really want to be the spirits? Well, it wasn't what they wanted. It's what... Well, yeah. Well, yeah, he did. Part of it was just... That's the, the good part of him wanted to bring back spirits. He but... Had, but that doesn't mean... But then he also won a bunch of, like, chaos and 10,000 years of darkness. Well, yeah. Well, all, all three of the, uh, the you know, the antagonists, you know, wanted not great things. But they had... They, there was a good... A single good intention behind them. So that's kind of the important part. Is that, like, it, they... All three came from a, a good place. It, well, Unalak, we really have to stretch it. We really have to stretch it for Unalak. Yeah. God, Unalak. Anyway. Uh, so, um... And that was her uncle, too. It was her uncle. Uncle. Uncle Douche Nozzle. Uncle Douche Nozzle. Um, and so after this discussion, um, Toph takes Cora to the Banyan Grove tree. They get in touch. Yeah. So over once um, the airbender kids are flying over the swamp, Janora tries to meditate and find something spirit. And she's like, oh, there's no spirit energy here. We should go. Milo's yeah. like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, we didn't even like stay and look at all. Like, come on, let's like take a minute. Um, and then some crazy vines reach out and pull the sky bison down. And I'm like, because they want you to know that they're here and you can't just wait like one whole minute. Yeah. And feel nothing. Yep. Yep. And so... They and then they start kind of arguing down there because they have different ideas of how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the Banyan Grove Tree, uh, 
you know, Toph explains that it's, you know, this giant tree is kind of connected to everything. Korra's problem is that she disconnected herself, so she has to learn to be reconnected. So um, Korra gets to kind of focus, and she kind of does her avatar thing, kind of like Aang did on the episode of The Swamp. Book. Good times. Book two, episode four, The Swamp. Anyway. Why do you know that? <laughs> my favorite show. Um I don't know the I don't know the names of all the episodes of my favorite I, shows. I uh I used to be able to do like every episode and every season, like I could name them back to back, but I don't think I can do that anymore. It's been a while. Mm. Um <laughs> But yeah, so was it episode four or episode five? That was episode four. Okay. <laughs> Back to the show. Um, so Cora's able to con- connect and the spirit thing runs and she's able to find a Janora Ikimilo and Janora senses her and they go find her. And it's a really great scene. We're like, yay! Cora's so emotional and she starts crying. Because she sees people that love her. Yeah, and it's been three years since she's seen them. Aww. They've grown up so much since she's seen them. Can you imagine? Also, she's, I don't think she's ever seen like the air glider things, like the like the glider suits. So she'd be like, the fuck is that? <laughs> I think she's more excited to see some kids that she hasn't seen in a while. Yeah, that too. Um, And so, which me and Cora is able to introduce um, Aang's grandchildren to Toph, which is really nice moment if you think about. They probably never met each other before. Yeah, it's like, hey, these are your BFFs, kid, like grandkids. She's like, eh. She's (laughs) and she's like, your grandfather was a pain in my butt. And then Milo's just kind of like, wait. And describes her as cranky old blind and figures out that this is Toph. Uh, Toph likes that. And Toph, you know, Toph's a, a fan of that. So like maybe, did she just like need to like, I guess it kind of confused me because it's kind of like her big like start to like getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Did she just like need to like realize that there's people out there who loved her? Like, did she not know that before? Wait. Cora. Who? Oh, Cora. I think that. Because like she knew everybody liked, like everybody loved her. Yeah. And I think she's just trying to figure out, like, um, it's just her needing to, like, get back. Like, she thinks she wants to save the world, but she's, like, holding herself back. And she doesn't realize she's holding herself back. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so... So I gotta get that medal, though, out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Cora, they go to kind of take the medal out, and Toph says, now nah, you gotta do it yourself. So Cora's able to kind of let go of everything. She sees some flashbacks. She gets some flashbacks. Of her evil, not evil av- avatar, state yeah. self. Yeah. And she gets rid of it, and then she gets back into the Avatar state. Yay. Hooray. She's fixed forever. No more PTSD. I know. Fantastic. Is there any more PTSD? Because that seems like a bit ex machina. Um, I don't think I don't think it's gone forever. Okay, that's good. It. The bulk of it's gone, though. Well, as long as there's still, like, a little bit, I'll forgive it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, like, if it was just, like, it's all gone, that's, like, super ex machina and probably not really healthy. Yeah. To say to somebody, hey, are you, do you, have you, did you go through a super traumatic experience and are now seeing flashbacks and really stressed out? Mm-hmm. You know what'll help? Getting rid of that poison metal. <laughs> Just get rid of all that 100% and you're good to go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so that's all we have for the calling. What'd you think? I like this one more than the last one. Yeah. Probably because like, I was focusing on stuff that I cared about. Yeah. Like Cora? Yes. Love Cora. Uh, and even, like, the stuff with the the kids wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the Arena kids were fun. It was, it was nice to see the siblings kind of doing their thing, being siblings, um, but... And they actually succeeded in something. And they did good. They did good. They all did good. They were worked as a team. So proud of Except them. Except for Milo. Except for Milo. He didn't really do much. Yeah. He thinks he did. But it was mainly Iki and Janora. Yeah. 
But Milo yeah. tried. He'll he'll get it eventually. Yeah, Milo's just like a silly kid. He'll get it eventually. Year old kid. Boy. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, we saw a lot of Toph this episode. I love Toph, guys. I keep saying it. I love Toph. <laughs> I love Toph so much. You do. I really do. Especially, I don't know, like, especially in Legend of Korra, I think I really like her. Probably because like, she's got nothing else to worry about, man. Yeah. But, like, when she's old, I feel like she's just, like, such a good old person. <laughs> she's like the Yoda. Yeah. And, like, she plays off really well from Korra, I think. Um, so it's fun to see those two kind of interact and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, God, I just love her. Um, anyway, and I like, the, I really like the Airbender kids plot, too. I thought that was fun. They did. They did good. Yeah. Um, now we just got to go back and get the plot going. Mm-hmm. That only took like four episodes. Yeah. Oh shit. Yo, he's nine here. He ain't eight. Oh, we've been saying eight the whole time. People are gonna be pissed at us. He's nine. He's still acting like a nine. That's still like nine year old Brad. Yeah. Just as bad. Yeah. So it's fine. To anyone who was um, insulted by that, we apologize. Still. Anyway, uh, do we have any comments or are we? Um, oh, comments for the comment corner? Yeah, we have, like, one. Okay. This is the comment corner. This is the comment corner. We need to make up our own song. Oh, I have one for and pal Kevin. Oh, right. Go ahead. Uh, this is from Kevin's PC. Kevin's with a Z. Fact check Kevin. Uh, fact check Kevin. We, fact check Kevin. We love you. We appreciate your comments. This is from our, uh, episode nine. Oh, I made a mistake on that. Sorry, I found a spelling mistake I made. Um, This is from our episode nine review, or episode 27, if you listen that way. And where we are talking about, this was the stakeout. Uh Uh-huh. I love the stakeout. That was such a good episode. episode. I really love that one. Uh, And so our good pal Kevin says, uh, this is after I said Iway was fucking dead because he got tossed into the Fog of Lost Souls. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's basically on forever. Uh, Kevin says, I wouldn't call Iway dead. Tencent and company were also unceremoniously thrown into the fog of souls from a cliff and lived. And then there's Zhao, who's most likely thrown as well and surviving down there off the loony spirit mist he's clearly been inhaling. Zahir just intended Iway to spend eternity in there. I would say... Oh, we're gonna say something? No, I, I was just gonna say that's... It's, it's an interesting point what we consider... If we consider that basically dead or not. Here's my thing. Yes. Okay. So Tencent, Kai, Boomy, and even um, General Zhao to an extent, mm-hmm. their like whole bodies were in there. If you think yeah. about it, and what's the guy's name? Ai Wei. Ai Wei. Like his spirit was there mm-hmm. and not his body. And as we discussed, that if your spirit and your body are separated for a long time, mm-hmm. your body will die. Yeah. So. That's a very good point. Yes. Yes. Because we well, we saw that in book two with Janora, um, where the body can only survive so long without its spirit. So, I mean, his physical body is definitely dead. Do we consider that being dead? Or do we consider, um, or if his, is it, how long is his spirit going to last too if it doesn't have a physical body to return to? Yeah. We don't really know because we haven't really seen that happen. Yeah. Um, Did he say something? the death note video that we did or did we already discuss that one? Oh, i don't think we have any uh no i didn't i didn't read our death note we so this comment is from, there. yeah we do have a comment there this is from our death note netflix movie um is that from fact check heaven or is that from somebody else no that's somebody else okay. um this is from uh kotori celeste um who says uh the rule about controlling people wasn't on the book in the original but light fine uh finds out by experimenting with the book the burning wasn't on it the, the burning wasn't on it. Okay. Yeah. But there was a similar, um, there was a, 
Sorry, this is really hard for me to read. Um, but there was a similar in the Death Note Zero chapter manga where you could erase the name of the person and bring them back to life. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I knew about the... I have read the, the Death Note Zero chapter, um, and I think I mentioned that briefly in there. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, like, um, like kind of source it, but I think I kind of bring back, like, a, like the Life Note thing also, or, like, the Magic Eraser. I do remember the Magic Eraser, eraser thing. Um, but yeah, so thanks for fact-checking us there, Katori Celeste. Kevin, looks like you have some competition. <laughs> we still love you, fact-check Kevin. Oh, Kevin, we love you. Is he subscribed to us? Fact-check Kevin, are you subscribed? He's gotta be, right? Probably. Or just checks back. Ed, it doesn't really matter. I, your comments are very much appreciated. If you comment enough as fact-check Kevin, we'll give you a nickname too. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, is that, all the time? is that all we got for I now? I think it is, yeah. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. If you want to follow us on all our various social medias, we would love that. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are Witty Clothes Productions. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Witty Clothes. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We are Witty Clothes Productions there. You can also uh, leave us a review and rate us. Uh, we love to read some of those reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll always read those on the show if you leave them because we'd really much appreciate that. Um, if you want to, you can join uh Join us over on Patreon and follow us there. We are Witty Clothes. Um, and if you are listening to us through any other medium, um, like we, YouTube. Are, we are on, well, if any other medium but YouTube, True. we are on YouTube. Uh, we are Witty Clothes Productions there. So you can always subscribe to us. We're really trying to get past that 100 mark. And if we're at 100 by the time this episode comes out, thanks, guys. I'm really hoping it's at 100 because we're sitting at 92 I would say that if right you guys like, want us to do anything in honor of 100 episodes or the fact that we might be done Legend of Course soon, let us know. Like a Q&A or like something special. We'll do like a live stream or something, too. We can do one of those. Yeah, if you guys want us to do a live stream. Yeah, and, and I, ask answer your questions. Yeah, for about a hundred, we need a hundred subscribers, and we'll probably do it after we're done Legend of Korra. Yeah, and then we might talk about Firefly too because we didn't want to do anything for Firefly. That's true. Finished. Okay, so yeah, ask us, think about it, mm-hmm. let us know. We love to see you. Yep. Um, and I believe that is all we have for today. Join us next time on First Reaction Fan Reaction as we are still in Legend of Korra. We are still in book form. We'll be talking about episode five, Enemy at the Gates, and episode six, The Battle of Zhao Fu. Ah, those um, seem important. They seem kind of like big episodes. We'll have to see what that's like. Yeah. All right. We will see, uh, see you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>